Welcome back to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and today we're talking about my story with anxiety. And I wanted to just give you a little bit more detail. I've talked about this a bit, but never fully. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today we're talking about my journey with anxiety, how it started, what I think was the reason behind getting severe anxiety, and how I still make sure that I'm doing the things that I need to do so I don't get anxiety. So my first panic attack was the day my parents dropped me off at the dorms in college. I decided to go to Our Lady of the Lake University, which is in San Antonio, four hours away from my hometown. My parents didn't have money. They drove up. I knew that they couldn't stay the weekend or stay the night. They couldn't take my siblings because the car was full with all of my stuff. It was me, my dad, my mom, and all of my stuff that I was moving into my dorm. And so we drove up. They helped me unpack. They helped me set up my dorm and they needed to go back home. When they left, as soon as I started walking, I had my first panic attack. It was horrible. I felt cold and hot at the same time. My palms were sweaty. I had palpitations. I felt dizzy. I felt like I needed to run. It was just a horrible experience. I thought I had a fever. Um, It lasted about 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even less, but it felt like five hours. It was just a horrible, horrible experience. And I remember thinking, what if people see me? What's going on? What if my roommate walks in? What if I meet my neighbor and I'm this, they think I'm crazy because I'm this mess and I'm feeling all these things, that was the first time I felt anxiety. But let's go back to when I was a child. I always worried. One of the things that was really, really important to me was getting all A's. I was a go-getter since then. 
I wanted to make sure that I had all A's. I was in, in GT classes, gifted and talented. So I always worried about grades. I worried about my parents, making sure that we had money to pay our bills. My parents never talked about money to us, but we knew that we didn't have money, right? I knew that. I knew that we were less fortunate than my friends, and that was always a worry for me. I never liked to ask my parents for money or for things because I knew we didn't have money, which is why I started working when I was really young. My first job was at the age of 15, I mean, 12 and then I continued. At 15, I got a uh, an actual job with, um, actually it was 14, 14 with JTPA, which is which was a program. And then at 16, got a job at McDonald's, worked there for two years until I left to college. So I was always this person, this little kid that worried. My stomach was would hurt in the mornings. I didn't know what it was. I hated breakfast, which is why I still don't eat breakfast. My mom would force me to eat breakfast and I felt really nauseous and then I would eat and I would feel sick. But now I know that that was anxiety, right? It was never a full panic attack, but I had that lingering anxiety since I was a child. So second grade, Mrs. Gad, my second grade teacher, she was really tough. Great teacher though, learned a lot. It was a GT class. I was in gifted and talented. And it was really important for me to get good grades, right? And so there was this one quiz. Um, she sp- sprung it upon us. We didn't know we were having a quiz. And I got a C. It was my first C ever in my life. I was really, really heartbroken. And so I started crying a bit. It wasn't a lot. It was just, you know, my tears were coming down. And she points at me and she uses me as an example. I was in second grade, points at me, starts telling people, this is what happens when you don't study. She's crying because she didn't study. This is her fault. She got that grade because she didn't study. And she kept on and on and on. And... I remember my stomach was always hurting. My mom would take me to the ho- to the doctor uh, and they never found anything. They thought it was ulcers and just all this stuff I remember and nothing ever came of that. But this I'm talking to you about because I knew that I was a worrier. It's something that I always do. I worry about things. I worry, worry, worry. I put these expectations on myself and I worry. So fast forward, the day I got my first panic attack, the day my parents dropped me off, that was the last panic attack I had for the next three years, first and last. Three years panic-free, senior year of college, I'm getting ready to graduate, I'm taking 21 hours. I wanted to make sure that I was done this semester So I took 21 hours, which is what I needed to graduate. I was working three jobs. I worked a lot, super stressed out, applying to grad schools. And I didn't know where I was going to end up. I didn't know what school I was going to go to. And I had just gotten diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. So severe inflammation, that whole combination 
is what got me to getting those panic attacks again. I learned that change, whether it's good or bad, and super stressful situations trigger my anxiety. Anytime there's big change in my life, whether it's good or bad, I know that anxiety will creep in. So what do I do? I prepare. Now that I know and I've learned this from me going through anxiety, that when there is change in life for me, I need to prepare. I need to meditate a little bit more. I need to not rush. I need to make sure things are okay. I need to make sure that everything is set for that change. Now, for those of you that don't know, I used to live in McAllen, Texas. I just moved to Houston a year and a half, maybe almost a year and a half ago. And I knew that this was a big change. I needed to be prepared. I prepared my mind. I prepared everything else, moving my private practice here, making sure that I had clients, making sure that I had an office before I even moved, making sure that I liked the area that we were going to live in. All these changes I had to prepare for. I had to make sure that I was okay once I was here. And that's what I know that I have to do with any major change in my life. I know why I fear change. But I know this. Does anxiety creep in? Yeah, kind of. Another thing that happened that senior year of college, when I was in college, when the anxiety just continued and continued that senior year, I just started getting severe panic attacks, multiple a day. Sometimes I would be okay, but I would have anxiety almost every single day. Panic attacks often. I was also in a car accident. My very first car accident where I was actually driving I was driving with a friend. We were going, we were downtown. I think I was going back to work. I don't remember what we were doing, but we were going um, downtown in my car. And I was driving and some guy ran a red light, hit us. The guy ran off and that scared me. That is one thing that still triggers me. And I've talked about this before. Anytime I'm driving and someone almost hits me or runs a red light or is too close to me, I feel that little jolt of energy, that little anxiety creeping in, but I don't allow it to spiral into more than just two seconds. And that's what you need to learn, that we can never eliminate anxiety completely. It's there to keep us safe. When I feel that, I know, ooh, what do I have to do? I have to make sure that I don't go faster. Or I have to make sure that I stop or I have to make sure that I move a little. Whatever it is that I need to do, it makes me act. But I don't fear anxiety anymore, so it doesn't continue. It's two seconds of anxiety, and I know what I have to do. And that is what I want to teach you not to fear anxiety, learn what triggers you, 
learn why it's there. And sometimes it's not anything. Sometimes it's stress. The older we get, the harder it is for us to handle stress. The more on our plate, the harder it is. But I want to let you know that these things that I would stress about, no one ever pressured me to get good grades. No one ever pressured me to go to college. No one ever pressured me to go to grad school. No one ever pressured me to make sure that I graduated that semester. No one ever pressured me to work three jobs. This is something that I did to myself. I was very hard on myself. And most people, not everyone, but most people with anxiety were like that. And we don't realize that it's our own fault. Not our own fault, right? But it's our own doing of pressuring ourselves and putting too much pressure on having to do X, Y, and Z by a certain time. Do this, do this, do this. And we have to get it done. I know because I'm the same. I'm exactly like that. And I still continue to be. I'm a visionary too. And when I have this mind or this idea, I want to get it done. And I want to get it done now. And I put all this pressure on myself. No one else is doing it to me, but me. And I have to step back and say, whoa, we'll get it done. The to-do list will be there tomorrow. Things will be there tomorrow. Don't pressure yourself. Life is already hard enough. Life is stressful. Life is hard. Why put more pressure and stress on yourself? We got to be good to ourselves. That is my story. And I want to let you know that I do not fear anxiety. I haven't had a panic attack in years. Probably what? 22 years, 23 years maybe, I'm fine. Do I get a little anxious sometimes? Yeah. But I know not to fear it. And I know that I can control it and that I'm not going to let it control me. That is all I have for today. Always remember to be good to yourself and others. And Before we end this podcast, I want to let you know about the group that's um, starting up in the next two weeks. Our first virtual meeting will be, I believe, the 15th of October. If you don't join in October, you can join in November. If you don't join in November, you can join in December. You still get the 12 months. You still get a full year of virtual meetings with me. You still get the videos of all the teachings Um, So it's an ongoing group. You don't miss anything because you still get to meet with me for 12 months. If anyone is interested, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I always get a lot of uh, messages on Instagram and emails. I read all of them. Sometimes it takes me a while to reply to everyone. But I've had amazing people reach out to me about topics that they want me to cover. I will be starting those next Uh, Wednesday. So next Wednesday will be a topic that someone has um, 
recommended I talk about. So I welcome new topics. I welcome uh, any recommendations. And again, always remember to be good to yourself and others. And I will see you soon. Love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.